Ladies and gentlemen, first of all, it's your buddy Gavin. Filibuster Freestyle. World Series action, Jeremy Johnson on the line. Jeremy, how are you, first of all? Oh, I'm fantastic. Of course you are. Now. It's 2 nothing Red Sox. Listen, I just want to do a mea culpa. I talked a big game that we were going to do a post-show every game. And last night, I'm not going to lie, I went into a food coma around the fifth inning in game one because I was so nervous about what was happening with Chris Sale and the Red Sox. And you on the West Coast were ready to do a pod last night. I was not. I bailed out. And then you had a fan or a friend or both of yours who was like, What's up with the pod? So my bad in the first game. My bad. I apologize to Dan. Dan Mattioli? Yep. Oh, the legend. First of all, <laughs> first of all, this is going so deep. But friend of the pod, even though I don't know him, Dan Mattioli, Red Sox Anonymous, Facebook group. God bless you, brother. God bless you. Number two, I have not done an admittedly inebriated podcast in a long time. So you've done ones that you haven't owned up to. However, tonight is a night of truth. <laughs> and it's uh, my buddy John was like, let's go out tonight. And I was like, oh, crap. I planned on just taking notes and talking to JJ. Right, right. I don't think I'm belligerently inebriated, but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on the limb and say I'm taking a chance here. What's the over-under on repeating yourself? Two and a half? No, I think zero, but I'll probably... Sw- if they had lost, I would definitely swear. i say three to one, I'll swear. Okay, all right. But I'll, any- take, I'll take the over on um, repeating yourself. <laughs> it's usually the first sign, you know? Well, to do so purposefully, filibuster freestyle, Jeremy Johnson from Man Cook Good joins <laughs> us. Game two... World Series, Red Sox take it four to two. They won last night eight to four. They're doubling up the Dodgers in both games at home. Uh, JJ, give me your immediate reactions from Game Two's win for the Sox. I think that David Price has um, he finally understands the benefits of being a player on the Red Sox. Mm. He, he's only known the negative things. Sure. He, he's resented the fans. He reads his Twitter mentions too much. He has failed in big spots. And the Red Sox fans will let you know about it, although I do think they've treated him with kick gloves all year because they don't want to hurt his feelings because <laughs> they, you know, we need him. You know, we they know he's butt hurt and they know they need him. Right, exactly. He gets butt hurt and he gets into that, that face of his. He starts saying, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, this... Tonight, and his big start in um, Houston was in Houston. And this one, he got to pitch in Fenway in the yeah. playoffs with 40,000 people screaming on every pitch. He pitched himself out of a jam. He didn't just coast uh, the whole game, and the Dodgers just couldn't touch it. He pitched really well, and he got in some trouble, and he got himself out of it. He didn't have to, he didn't fail. He had the bases loaded with no outs, he gave up uh, two runs. Yep, and um, and he looked pretty good doing it. He he's learned how to pitch too. He used to be a 97, 98 mile an hour guy, and now he's like a ninety three to ninety five mile an hour guy. And now he knows how to get guys out without a plus plus stuff. 
and I think he's really enjoying it. You know, he really, um, he's a pitcher. He's not a thrower anymore. What's amazing is it took, it took a very long time to get an official win as a playoff pitcher, clearly. Right. And he even mentioned it himself. He baby-stepped his way there. He got a no decision in game two in the ALCS. He got the decision in game five, got the win. Tonight, second consecutive start with a win in the playoffs. But to your point, listen, you're up one nothing. You probably should be up more. A little snake-bitten in terms of getting runs across. But you leave your team in a good position. They come out. They respond. You go back out. You do your job. He was. He had one bad inning, and and, he, and like you said, he found his way out, which is brand new for David David Price in the playoffs. The Red Sox. Oh, for sure. And I think you know the past two games have been very typical 2018 Boston Red Sox games, with the exception of the fact that we weren't charting out Heath Hembry. And, you know, we weren't, you know, we had Uvalde in there throwing 100 mile an hour snowballs down there. Can we talk about that dude's velocity? Wow. Wow. How was that guy on the scrap heap? I mean, he's got, he had two Tommy John surgeries and he's like the kid from Rookie of the Year. Like, did they, did they literally put a horse's tendon in his arm because he throws a hundred miles per hour like it's like it's a Sunday walk in the park. Nathan Mule kick Evaldi. <laughs> sound effects is the playoffs. Sound effects. Boom, a hundred. My God, everybody throws a hundred now. I mean, the other night he threw a hundred two. You know, but here's the question: Who pitches game four? That is the great fun about this Red Sox run is that Alex Cora is way more – it's almost like he treats a series like the NFL playoffs in which you win the game you're playing at all costs and worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. He manages like Pete Rose on a heater. <laughs> Everybody is available. It doesn't matter about tomorrow. Don't worry about it, kid. Go throw the ball. Every game is game seven, and no game is game seven. And, you know, I mean, you can't argue the results so far, but now we're starting to run into the dates. Like, you know, all right, so Purcell's so going to start on Friday. Yep. And on Saturday, um, I don't want sail pitching on, you know, like barely three days rest with a cross-country flight in the middle of it. Price should not be available. No. Nope. Under any circumstances, certainly not to start. Um, if all these like now thrown two days in a row, he's our he's our best starter, arguably, and our setup man. And you know you can't beat both the whole series, or can you? I, I mean, does he start through Pomerantz? No, I think he's does. He, does he go with a bullpen game? Like, no, this, like like Oakland A's style. Or, no way. Like, no way. Like Pomerantz is the opener. Erod is warming up like double barrel before the game in case he like lets two guys on base. Well, let's do the math. Let's do the math. It's 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 now what Thursday morning, but technically it was Wednesday night's game. He okay, wouldn't have to throw. He wouldn't have to throw till Saturday. So Ivaldi would be on three days rest. 
Sale would be on four days rest. And you're saying you don't want Sale on four days rest. Well, I guess he probably will just pitch, uh, you know. I mean, I see I see Sale for four innings, Evaldi for like three innings this time around. Well, if we have a chance to close up the series. Yes. But what if it's what if it's 2-1? I think you throw Rodriguez, you hope for the best. I don't see Pomerantz yeah, getting started. Rodriguez isn't stretched out. He's gotten like one no, I, guy out. I get it. We, ta- we texted about it. You're right. But good Lord. The good news is we're doing this with a 2-0 lead versus an 0-2 hole. Um, this is true. Let me ask you this question. Do you feel great about going? You're in L.A. already. Everybody in the series who was in Boston is coming to see you. Do you feel great about this? Do you feel good about this? Do you feel weary about this, and why? I feel like the Red Sox lineup is like relentless, and they're they're one through eleven. Mm-hmm. They can rake, and their bullpen has been wiped out, and it looks like it's sustainable. I think that the Red Sox are rolling right now and the Dodgers are looking a little flat-footed. But it's nothing that a little bit of luck one way or the other can't change. And a good you know, good starter or a home run or a home crowd getting fired up. And you know, you're down 2-1 and you're screaming, we're back in this, baby. So, you know, I feel pretty confident. I feel oddly confident. The Red Sox kicked the National League's ass in interleague every year. They haven't lost a World Series game in our lifetime, well, since 86. Well, since 86. They, they, just they lost four that year, just to be clear. <laughs> yeah, we were alive, and um, that happened. But before, you know, after that, in their. But we were in bed. We were in bed then, yeah. Uh, I was watching, but, you know, whatever. It's not the point. The point is, these guys don't seem to lose many World Series games. And until the Dodgers come out and really bloody their nose, we don't have a series on hands at all. JJ, what is I, this? Is an absolute ignorant question. What is the Dodgers' three, four starters pitching matchups? What, what do they look like? Uh, they got this Walker Bueller kid yes. who has been pitching really well. And then Red Sox great Rich Hill. Oh, the Hillster. Uh, another another lefty. Bueller's a righty, and he throws hard. And he's he's got he's Walk got hard. it, so to speak. And Hill is another lefty, which gives him now three out of four lefties, which the Red Sox, you know, they, they don't hit lefties as well as they do righties. But they're up uh, to nothing. They're up to nothing. And honestly, I guess Hill must be, they're not going to try Hill out Three three lefties in a row, are they? I should probably know. No, they already they already kind of said they were going to do Bueller. Um, yeah, so they're going to go lefty, lefty, righty, lefty, uh, and it'll be Bueller. And, and um, honestly, I think the Red Sox will hit him pretty good. They've got they got a lot of guys that can hit righties, and they can hit fastballs. That's for damn sure. I mean, God, these guys can hit a hundred. They're not scared of swinging the bat uh, at a fastball. No, not one. And, and more, more from the Alex Cora is a wizard front. He he puts Kinsler in instead of Holt again. Yep. Kinsler gets a gets an extra base hit, and Dan Mattioli has to chug an IPA because he said he'd do it if um, Kinsler got an extra base hit. He does it right away. 
So your boy Dan Mattioli uh, came through on the promise. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I got pictures and everything. Were you hanging out with him, or were you just sending him your way? No, we were messaging back and forth. Nice. We've been messaging back and forth for like three seasons, you know. All right, listen. Acquiring minds want to know what is your connection to Dan Mattioli of Red Sox Anonymous. Dan played and refed in a flag football league that I was in nice. for, you know, years. So, you know, once you see the Red Sox hat, you saddle up next to each other and play the Where You're From game. Yeah. And um, then, you, you know, then you, you ride through a few games, uh, messaging back and forth, and now you're, now you're in it. Uh, I love it. He used to live right down the street from me. I think he moved. But, well, I'll um, tell you what. I don't know Dan Mattioli from Adam, but he's a friend of mine, whether he knows it or not. And uh, <laughs> we appreciate that he likes the pod. We appreciate his efforts on Red Sox Anonymous all season long. And frankly, if I ever get to L.A., you and I are going to take him out for a drink, frankly. Double frankly. Um, dude, I am pumped that the Sox found a way in both nights at home because – what I want to get into next is your your speculation on the Mookie Betts experiment at second base possibly happening, and and and, and, and you know, I agree the Red Sox lineup is relentless, and frankly, if there's an extra bat on the bench, I don't think it's a bad thing. But we haven't seen Brock Holt yet. We're probably going to lose some combo of fielding from JBJ or hitting from somebody. It's got to be JBJ. Uh, right. You sit JBJ, you move Mookie to center. You put JD in um, left or right, right? You have JD in, um, let's see, in Dodger Stadium. Let's see, you probably put him in right. And, um, well, who would be pitching? It would be a, um, be a right-handed pitching. So, yeah, put him in right. And, yeah, I mean... Then Mookie might end up in. The, he's not going to start at second, but he may play a few innings at second. How do you feel about that? I, I well, I mean, if Alex Cora thinks it's a good idea, I say sure. At this point, <laughs> the guy's batting like a thousand. I mean, I was going to say we're we're two wins away from like an Alex we trust, right? I mean, which is fast, but you know, in baseball, there's so many decisions these guys make, and we have so much time to analyze them in game and they have so many good players that he has to choose who to play every night and when to play them and yep. like, for instance Devers got like as Joe Buck liked to point out right when we were about to need some like really good defense to protect the lead Devers led the lead with 26 errors or something from third yep. he made three Maybe I'd say three and a half A plus plays from third, where his clock was on, and he threw the ball perfectly, and got a guy out by a toenail at first base. Huge plays in this game, and he looked like good doing it. He was smiling, and he and he, and he threw the ball right through the, the sure. glove. And there's no guarantee. I mean, Farrell never would have left him out there. You remember Correct. what Farrell did when Farrell started Stephen Drew, even though Stephen Drew was hitting, you know, point forty six, he started Drew through the entire playoffs and made Xander Bogarts play third because he was so enamored with uh, Stephen Drew's glove. Yes. And, you know, Core's been saying all year, like, hey, you know, Devers is better than he than his error total looks. 
the kid makes a lot of plays. He's 22. He's learning. I'm going to stick with him. He's my third baseman. And it was only for a little while at the end of the season when he went away from him and um, the beginning of the playoffs. But now it really looks like it's his job. And it's working out. He, he's been over 300 in the, in, the, in the playoffs, I believe. Yeah, I mean... He, he's definitely a feast or famine hitter, but the kid can hit a fastball. Yeah, and with the... Ex- we, we just... We happen to have a couple coming up on uh, this next game. Yeah, with the exception of Nunez doing a little noontime through at homer last night to break game one open. I do feel... you up. Oh, my God. I was done, and then Nunez went deep, and I'm like, maybe I will do a podcast. But then I was like, nah, screw it. But anyway, Nunez, um, he had his moment last night, but I would say that in the division series and in the ALCS, Devers has offered us more pop more consistently. No question about it. But, but quarter played it right last night. Let me ask you this question, because you're in showbiz. So night one narrator for the over the kind of the B roll over overage is Bill Belichick. Okay, tonight was Dennis Leary, Worcester's own. Oh man, who 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 do you like better? The most famous guy uh, out of Worcester. Worcester's A list celeb. He's got to be. He's he's number one, and I'm like number six. You're number six, which is not bad. Yeah, um, you know I I gotta go with Leary. I. Belichick, it's great that they got him to do it. I'm kind of shocked. It's amazing they got him to do it. That's my point, right? It sounded like they got him. He got him to do it on his first read, and that's not necessarily always a great thing. He he's not like a really inspiring, you know, inspirational speaker. You know, not to the layperson. No, he's just kind of like yeah. I do think it's fascinating to just to hear him talk about championships and winning and winning over and over again. Yes, that's fascinating because he never talks about anything but the next game, the next game, the next game. you know, we got a big week this week. I Offense, defense, special teams. Last year, yeah, I mean, all three phases of the game. On to Cincinnati. He's currently pumping up the Bills until, like, a, you know, an AFC playoff team right now to his team. And then suddenly he's on a baseball broadcast talking in in glowing terms about how if you want to be the best, you got to win the championship, you know. I was and fascinated to, by to it. Me, it wasn't exactly entertaining, but to me, yeah, to me, it was a genius call by Fox to get him to do that because it gives people like you and I, who are rabid Patriots fans, a glimpse that we don't get in the Patriots context about winning. Sure. And of sure. course, we know Bill is obsessed with winning, or he wouldn't be doing this for 40, 50 years of his life. But to hear him talk about the Red Sox and the Dodgers in that light is, it's enlightening a little bit. Um, so Leary does his thing. So my question would be, who do they pull out to do games three and four and possibly five in Los Angeles? Any guesses? Jeez. Could be um, anybody, right? Yeah, because LA's got... It could be Paul Abdul, for God's sake. Lakers girl alumni. Yeah, I don't know if they'll call Paula. But I doubt it highly, but you never know. Gosh, I wish I thought of this ahead. You know, maybe they have Vince Scully do game three. 
Sure. Just in case normalize he dies it. Game normalize it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got the gravitas. He's got the voice and the cadence, and he probably he's probably already like made a call. You know what I mean? Correct. Yeah. The fact that Vince Scully didn't die during a live broadcast of the Dodger game is a tragedy, even to him. I think you know he would have been a should, nice way to go. He should die in the booth. People don't forget. Yeah. Yeah, but he he made it, but. They have so many people to choose from. It would have to be somebody that, you know, is connected to a Fox property. You know, Bill, even though he's a, he's an AFC coach, is still the NFL. And and Dennis Larry was on FX forever. You know, you'd have to find somebody whose star is ascending at the right time. And yeah. I'm just not up enough on the pop. I'm not either. I'm wondering if... Here's the real question. How much money did they offer Bill? And did, and you know he didn't write it on his own, but so they sort of they sent him an email and they're like, "Look, we'll give you fifty thousand dollars if you read this into your phone and send it to us." I mean, like, what what moves the needle for Bill for something that's so out of character for him? I think Bill is about to do what Tommy B has done the last three years, which is begin to to give people a taste of them as a pitch man personality for something other than their day job. Okay? So you broke the news the other day, by the way, that Tommy B got some fucking hair plug, excuse my language, from Dr. Leonard. Told you I'd swear. Told you I'd swear. And... And... That's amazing. And all Tommy B has done since that day he grew his hair out and then cut it is start pitching healthy living, plyometrics, Facebook stories, Under Armour, whatever, sleepwear. I think Billy B is about to go. I think they're both about to go into the cash in, the Peyton Manning phase of their, their twilight. I don't know. I love how off topic we are. It's actually phenomenal. But they're going Peyton Manning on us, JJ. They're going Peyton Manning on us. No, because Peyton Manning does like Papa John's and uh, Nationwide Insurance. And Tom Brady, in typical elitist fashion, is doing Aston Martin. Rolex. Yeah. He might as well be doing like, yeah. And he probably does more commercials overseas because of Giselle. He's probably all over bus benches in Paris. And because he's doing like Tag Howard, you know, Tag Heuer, uh Watches. watches, sure. And in America, he's still not really overexposed. He's doing the classic uh, American movie star move. Yeah, do commercial Whereas, overseas. Do do art art here. I mean, what's Bill going to sell? Like deodorant? I don't know. I'm just saying, Bill's winning. He's a winning guy, and he'll do it. Um, all right, my hot take for who overages it. I don't think they call Sean McVay. But I think they want to because he's probably going to win the Super Bowl later this year. Um, I think Magic Johnson gets a run at it because Magic's a winner. Magic owns the Lakers and the Dodgers in some minority fashion. In uh, terms Magic of, is a great call. Yeah, I think Magic gets to call one of these two. Vince Gelly's not a bad, cl- bad call by you. And then, frankly, is there a Mr. Dodger who's a player? Like, does Kirk Gibson get a run? I don't know. I don't think so, though, because they haven't gone with the player for the Red Sox. Right, right. I think Fox is treating this like 
there's a lot of people from Boston who are stars, and then there are a lot of people in LA who are clearly stars. And so we're gonna go like A lister, A lister, A lister, A lister the whole way. So here's a rapid fire. She's gonna fuck. Those in game commercials are horrendous. Bad. They're so awkward, and if this is where the game is going, they will truly ruin baseball. Um, and does Frank Thomas's tailor get paid by the yard? <laughs> he is wearing, like, 1992 ladies' blouse shoulder pads in his jacket. No way, man. He is enormous. He looks like... Like Mr. Potato Head with a hot dog coming out of the top. So you're going with that's his real shoulders. You say he's like working girl. You know. I just feel like those are in the in the suit. He makes David Ortiz look like like a, a little boy, like a second baseman. He, it's unbelievable. I'm literally watching. I'm watching them right now, JJ. It's the post game show. David Ortiz looks the same size as former shortstop Alex Rodriguez. And he looks like a bat boy next to Frank Big Hurt Thomas. Has Alex Using eugenics. one thing of substance yet? That guy, he could offer, he, especially when the Red Sox and Yankees play each other, but he could be offering us so much more insight into the rivalry. He slapped a ball out of Bronson Royal's glove. He shouted oh. at players when he was running behind them in the field to try and distract them. He was like such a heel, and he has the nerve to criticize other players. And then he never actually brings us any insight into it. He was compelling. He had, he got busted for steroids multiple times. He forced himself down the Yankees' throat and finished out his contract. He played during the you know the the redux of the Red Sox and Yankees rivalry. He was supposed to be on the Red Sox, and he didn't end up on the Red Sox. The guy's got so much insight into a really interesting era, and he snaps out a 15-second Johnny Sports take and then nods and smiles like an idiot while somebody else talks. He is such a waste on television because he does have that charisma. It works. Yes, he's good on TV. You said so, he and you work on TV. He doesn't say anything good. He never says anything. He's like John Farrell, for instance, or like Mitt Romney. You know, he just... He never actually says anything when he speaks. It's a hot take. I like it. You're not wrong. He's the Mitt Romney of Mitt Major League Baseball commentators. Well, at least he won once, you know. Oh, I love it. So, really quickly, I want to give Nunez his, his props for game one. Way to, way to hit a bad ball out of the park. Um, I want to really quickly touch on the fact that both... Both game one starters, Kershaw, Sale, arguably the worst two pitchers in the series so far. What do you think about that? Well, yeah, I mean... In terms of performance. You know, for sure, and the, the marketing going into that game and the hype, and Sale versus Kershaw, and even though we as Red Sox fans know that Sale has been ill, and before that his arm was hurt, and you know, baseball and Dodger fans know that Kershaw is, you know heads or tails in the playoffs yet you've got two of the best pitchers of all time going up against each other and they were complete non-factors in the game yeah they threw like a couple of number five starters in August 
They did. They they didn't even make it out of the first. I don't think either one of them. Nope. They both went like four plus. Maybe Kershaw went five plus, but not good. I mean, not 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 good when you're when like to your point. Two of the best pitchers of the 21st century going head to head to open the World Series, and I they don't matter. I do the um, Kershaw is toast. His fastball is slow and fat. Um, uh, Sale, on the other hand, he was he was up around ninety five. He was just missing his spots. He was pitching like a guy that's rusty. Yeah, he's rusty, and, and he's got a belly button ring, or maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> he's also a really funny guy, you know. I mean, to deliver that deadpan like that, people <laughs> were reporting that. I agree. People I agree. were reporting that. Totally agree. How many pitches did Sale pitch last week? Because that would tell you that he is definitely going to get for it. Because they probably put, pulled him after you know eighty or ninety. Yeah, he he. I think he was eighty three. That's a guess, but I like it's an educated guess. Well, there, there you go. We're gonna get another eighty, ninety pitches out of Chris Sale. Yeah, and then you go to a Voldy, and then you go sharp. to the bullpen. Yeah. Oh God! But don't you want? I guess if you're up three nothing, you get. But I really would start. love a night. I would love a night where the right starter starts with the right amount of rest. I would love that. Um, well, what did Price do tonight? Price pitched last in Game Five. He got right. He got a correct rest. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. But I mean beyond Game Two. Yeah, well, especially and I guess so, I, I and I guess his arm to be healthy, right? And I guess Pretty Ricky is going to throw on regular rest too. But like whoever starts Game Four is not starting a regular rest. Um, no. All right. Last thing. This thing's moving back to L.A. It's going back for three nights in a row, games three, four, and five, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, correct? Um, are you still making an effort to get there for game number four? Um, yeah, probably at this point, three or five. It's all fancy at this point. All the ticket prices have come down. Um, Noise. From like 600 to 500. I'm still a little out of my comfort zone. I do a lot of talking here at home about spending less money and uh, tightening our belt. And I can't go and drop $500, even on a credit card on a game with a straight face. Yes. Uh, I'm going to try and go. I've got this fantasy that Friday I'm going to drive to work instead of take my bike and bring something to change into and monitor tickets Yes. And if they drop low enough, I will just jump on the train, go straight to Dodger Stadium, and um, I'll go. I'll walk in the door and go to the game. I love it. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I hope you get to do that. Here in Charlotte, pundit Cindy Harrington will be flying in from Boston. There could be a three-person booth for game three. Um, It's going to be a Friday here in Charlotte, so we're going to be up late, win or lose. And... uh, if you're at the game and we can't do it, we won't do it. But if we can do it, we will. But I'm excited to hear what's going on in L.A. I'm excited to hear what Oregon lady, Oregon player lady plays at Dodger Stadium. What are your thoughts on the next three games? Um, you think the Sox are going to need to come back to Boston? Do you think the Dodgers are going to sweep it? What do you think? Knowing nothing, of course. I think, I think it's over. I think I don't even think they make it back to Boston. I think game, you know, it's a four or five game series at this point because the Dodgers are going to come out hot. 
The Red Sox are going to hang around. You got to, you know, to steal something from Bill, you got to play 60 minutes. You got to play nine innings. Yep. And the Red Sox keep coming. They're too lucky right now. The balls are dropping in the right spot. They're getting the two out hits. Their shifts are all in the right spot. Everybody's performing at the best. They're too loose. I don't think anything can break their stride. They've already gotten knocked down that peg and came back stronger before. They lost. They lost to New York at home. They finished it in New York. They lost to Houston at home. They finished in Houston. Mm. They won both games in Boston, and now they've got three games to close it out in L.A. They've been popping bottles. Bells is visiting clubhouse. Why not just finish the thing here? And they're focused. That's their goal. They're not taking anything for granted. And I don't. I think that the series is going to be won in the middle innings of Game Three. That'll be it'll be the last gasp of the Dodgers, and we'll see if they can push them over the top to get that win. If they win, it's anybody's series. But I think Game Three is going to be it's going to be their death struggle. So we're going pivotal game three, which it obviously is. And I agree with you that if it gets to 3 it's going to be really tough to come back from. Uh, I, think, I think only one team in history has come back from 3-0. I wish I could remember who that was. Yeah, I can't remember. Oh, wait a minute. Despite the fact that you bet on me repeating myself because of inebriation, it may or may not have been the 2004 Boston <laughs> Red Sox, brother. <laughs> Uh, Ship them up to Boston. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think think we're in for a fun time here in L.A., and uh, I'm looking forward to these next few games because the season doesn't wind down, man. This is it. This is it, man. And I'll tell you what. Well, you know, good for you that, like, baseball's – baseball, literally all of professional baseball is – you're about to welcome them to your home city, your your adopted home city, and we're excited for the we're excited for the updates, JJ. Great job as always. I'm gonna leave it there. Stick around for a minute. We'll just catch up. We'll probably have better material off air than on air. But to Dan Mattioli and everybody else who was looking for a freestyle last night after Game One, my bad. It's on me. JJ was ready. We did it tonight. We're looking for Game Three unless JJ has an unfortunate incident at Dodger Stadium with a Dodger dog. Or something else. JJ, go Sox. Thanks for being on tonight, buddy. Thanks, Kev.